0: Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I'm here with my sweet new friend, Delaney Joe from Maine. Um, and she is going to talk to us a little bit about her CSI and agriculture. So, Delaney Joe, if you want to give us a little bit of background about yourself.
1: Well, of course. It's so lovely speaking with you today, Elizabeth. Uh, so, my name is Delaney Joe. I am from Bangor, Maine. So, I'm in central Maine, a little bit uh, inland, close to the ocean, but not not too far so we can always get there when we want to. Uh, I am actually born and raised here in the little town of Bangor, Maine. That's right where Stephen King's from. We like to joke. He's my neighbor. So oh. we we see him all around town. He's a fun fun guy to see, but that's our our claim to fame here in that's Maine. That's so cool. <laughs> He's hilarious. I used to work at a roller skating rink and we would be working and he would just come in and um, sit and write. And while the kids were skating and I'd always just like so, are so casual. Like I'm like I want to know what you're writing. uh Please tell me everything. I'm so jealous. But that's just one of the the fun attributes I think from being from Maine is everyone knows everyone. It's you you can't go across the state without fi- meeting someone that if you don't know them, you know you talk for five minutes and all of a sudden you realize oh well they're best friends, your third cousin, and you you've known them for years. um And I think that's just it. Really speaks volumes to who Mainers are at a core we're we're so friendly and we're so we're so passionate about each other you know there's uh, a running joke in my family that I never I never stopped talking and it's it's truly because I want to know the Mainers around me and I want to know the people around me Um, obviously I grew up here so it was a great experience getting to just truly see the main culture and everything that my beautiful state has to offer Um, I competed my Com- for my first pageant in the state of Maine, I completed my master's degree here in Bangor at Hudson University. I got my uh, master's in business administration, concentrated on hospitality and tourism management to work with our Greater Bangor CVB, our Convention and Visitors Bureau, um, right out of college. And now I actually work for Bangor Savings Bank, one of the JD Power voted top 10 businesses to work for in New England. Um, and I found a love of banking. Oddly enough, coming oh. from someone with a background of hospitality, it's just been a great little little turn, but a, yeah. a great career to to dive into. I get to stare. We have the beautiful Maine Savings Amphitheater, our feature concert venue in Central Maine that is directly across from my campus. So I get to stare at it all day. During oh. the summer, we get to hear the concerts sometimes when they're warming up. So it definitely definitely makes a benefit for getting to work in such a beautiful town.
0: I love it I love it I'm so incredibly jealous wow Stephen King and a great view at work all right that's awesome Come visit
1: it's really yeah, snowy I, right now though we were we actually our- to going
0: to Maine last summer for vacation to Kennebunkport
1: yeah yeah okay. that's where Taylor Swift's been before she did the the mine music video there stop okay I, I'm learning so much about Maine this is great
0: um but yeah, no, we haven't been yet. So definitely on our list. Um, but okay, so talk a little bit about what got you interested in agriculture and your CSI.
1: Yeah, of course. So I, um, my CSI is Disrupting Hunger. Uh, and I work directly with schools and local school-aged children across the state of Maine um, in order to bring access to food opportunities and food nutrition awareness to be able to not only get the food on their plate but get them to understand what those different food groups and the different food on their plate means for fueling their future. Um, I really just it kind of kind of fell into my lap as weird as it is to say. I um, you know I had an eating disorder when I was in high school uh, and I went through the, the kind of track of figuring out you know what it meant to use food food as fuel to, for me, Uh, And then I was working as a volunteer uh, music teacher while I was in college in a low-income school district. And I was able to work with some kids that didn't necessarily have access to food outside of school and just really see that impact of there's programs to help these kids that these kids either just don't know about or they know about, but they don't know how to best utilize those programs. I love
0: that. I love that. And especially what you said about using food as fuel you know as a nutrition i have a nutrition degree and so i'm like that just makes my heart happy so i love that um that's such a good point i think that's a lot of times something that gets left out of food insecurity education and agriculture education um so i love that you brought that up um but talk about the overlaps that you see between agriculture and food security because you did mention both of those and i think a lot of times we think of those as completely separate so talk a little bit about how they are connected
1: I think they're so intertwined; it's not even funny. Uh, especially a lot of the work that I've seen our our state legislators and our, our state boards do here in, in Maine um, looks at not only getting access to food, but how we can use agriculture to grow the accessibility to food throughout the state, and that we're you know we're looking for options to connect farmers to food banks that they have stuff that they can't sell to Hannaford or those big name box stores, get those into food banks, get those into classrooms, into programs that get it into the hands of people that are able to use those and have safe food to, ha- to eat. Um, I know we have a great program. We have a, the the Right to Food Act of Maine uh, that actually is a, a true bill that allows you access as a Mainer to locally grow food without having to have any sort of licensing or um like legal restriction on it so you're able to you know you can go buy seeds you can trade seeds with someone else you can grow food you can have access to getting your own food and and making your own food that's awesome
0: I love that what is it called the right to food
1: right to food act yeah it was passed I think don't quote me on this one I think it was 2022 but it might have been 2021 that's really recent, recent. Yeah, yeah. They're they're working on a, a new one right now for the main Harvest Bucks nutrition program that kind of leads off of that act um, yeah. that gives the SNAP dollars um, accessed for a higher value at farmers markets.
0: I love that. That I mean, that kind of goes into food sovereignty, which I feel like is just recently becoming a bigger deal, and you know, just the importance of like not just having access to food, but having access to nutritious food and an actually yes. healthy diet, which is, I know at least in Mississippi and Appalachia in general and Southern United States, um, sometimes uncommon because of food deserts. So I love that. That's awesome. That Maine's doing that. Um, okay. So what is the biggest issue that you see regarding agriculture and food insecurity in Maine?
1: I truly think it's access. We, You know, we have so much locally grown produce and products here in Maine and the access to it is just, we really, that's where I'm really glad to see the Maine Harvest Buck Nutrition Program coming in is it's giving a larger audience access to healthy and locally grown food. It's not saying, you know, you have SNAP and EBT dollars so you only can go pick up what you can get at a large superstore. You ha- now have access to use those at farmers markets, to use them in local grocery stores to get that healthy access without having to compromise eating over not having nutrients.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I feel like that's the same issue that we have in Mississippi, too. Like, whenever I get questions about that, you know, whether it be an interview or in like whenever I go into schools um, or just when people hear what my platform is and they ask me that question, I, I always say it's the access and it's just getting the the food that's about to be wasted or is about to expire or whatever it is to the people who need it in time and um I think that that should be the focus across the United States because I don't think that it's different anywhere, whether it's Southern, um, you know, in New England or in on the West Coast or in the Midwest, wherever it is. You know, I think that that is the issue. And um, I think that that's something that, you know, legislation and funding should start focusing on instead of just like funding food banks and food pantries, which are great but just really like making sure that we're funding like maybe like refrigerated trucks or, you know, whatever it is that can ensure that the people that are needing the food are getting what they need. Um, So that's, that's awesome that you said that. Um, What is your favorite part about your CSI?
1: Oh, golly. I mean, I love working with kids. I, I like to say I'm in the absolute wrong career field. I really should have been a teacher. I love children, but (laughs) I, I, Uh, I, I coach cheering now in a similar school district and last season, one of my favorite parts of the season was the day that I actually sat down and I explained to the kids why you needed to eat more than just goldfish at lunch. And they were talking about how they just had their goldfish or their Cheez-Its. They didn't really eat lunch because they didn't like what their mom had packed them. And they had access to either get school lunch or to have, you know, whatever was packed or they packed for themselves. But they didn't understand why they needed to do that in order to have fuel in their system to cheer Mm -hmm. and to be able to complete sports and, you know, make it through the day and have that energy. And I, I just, I sat down and I had a whole little lesson with them about, you know, this is this is really why you need it. Like we can't be doing you know these dangerous activities without this. And more, that's a more recent, you know, uh, explanation of it, but that, that really stuck with me as a, an opportunity that there's so many kids out there that just don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think it's taught in schools as much as it should be. And, I feel like people sometimes get defensive about that, especially like I know like coming from Texas, like whenever I ask people, um, you know, my friends here from Mississippi or from Alabama or wherever, you know, did you guys like have like nutrition education in elementary schools? And they're always like, well, like, you know, like it was taught and it's like, what does that mean, though? Like, do you actually like understand like what you should be putting into your body and like what that does or? where you just taught that maybe you should eat green food because it's completely different. And I don't feel like it's standardized enough across the United States. Um, So that's awesome that you had the opportunity to get to share with them, like, Hey, food is actually really good to put into your body and you should actually watch what you put into your body. (laughs) That's great that you had, that you were able to have that conversation with them. Um, Okay. Last question. What is your biggest piece of advice to someone who is wanting to get involved with food security awareness?
1: Just do it, volunteer, find a food bank, find um, somewhere that you know it, it fills a uh, part of your soul, whether it be uh, you know a Ronald McDonald house or it is truly a local food bank or your church group. Um, look for that small area of opportunity to get in and then educate yourself because there's so much opportunity for growth and ad- advocacy in this field and it's truly just it's it's waiting for people to take it. And it's I think that we as a society and as you know, the United States, we can get to a, a spot where we understand why nutrition is used as fuel and we can help our children and our children's children get there. But without us advocating and us you know, knocking on the doors of the Capitol and getting in to talk with our legislative staff and talk with our representatives, they're not going to know what the issues truly are because they truly get the surface level of what it is. So we need to be there talking to them.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's all of our responsibility as Americans. I, I totally agree with that. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Delaney Joe. Thank this you. Has been so much fun getting to chat with you about a topic that I am passionate about, and you're obviously passionate about. Um, so I'm so thankful that you answered my DM from a random girl and (laughs) said yes to coming on my podcast. You're so sweet to do that. Um, but I will see the rest of you guys next time. Bye y'all.
1: Bye.